0: Morning Mosaic and friends and families, welcome back to the Eaton Residence. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 John chapter 4 and we're going to be reading the first six verses. And before we read and while you find 1 John, I'd like to let you all know about a staffing change at Mosaic North Gathering. Jack Shoulder our North kids work, has been on adoption and parental leave and he has decided not to return to that. Position, and we want to say a huge thank you for all that you did, uh, Jack, for the kids at North, and wish you all the best. And we are pleased to announce that Emma Mitchell, who stepped into cover for the last year, has been offered the role permanently. So, Emma, we are very excited to have you lead the North kids' work and to work with Emily, our South kids' worker, on our Mo kids across the gathering, especially the. Mo Kids video service ready to debut in August. OK, great. I think you'll be ready to uh, read 1 John now. So 1 John 4, 1-6. to Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognise the spirit of God. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognise the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this letter that we have preserved Thank you for its truth. Thank you for the power of the word of God that's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts through to our heart. We are listening. We humble ourselves. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. In summary, John is asking two things of his hearers that they test and that they overcome. Discernment and power. So, test. We have been hearing a lot about testing over the last few months. To get a true and authentic COVID-19 vaccine, the scientists have to test the vaccines on volunteers to see if they're effective against the virus. There is so much, information and misinformation about everything. Do I go to work? Do I stay at home? Are non-surgical masks, those made out of your old T-shirt after following a YouTube video, effective against the virus or not? Is wearing a face mask unsafe, as some have claimed, because it causes you to rebreathe the exhaled carbon dioxide? Well, how do we know? There is a test. We have a test. We need to test the oxygen saturation levels that they are the same with the mask on and without one. And fortunately and helpfully, a doctor has gone online, viral as word, to and connected himself up to an oxygen monitor with the mask on and with the mask off. And the result of the test is that the oxygen saturation level, the oxygen saturation level is the same, whether you've got the mask on or not. A test to help everybody understand what is true and what is not. And John is encouraging his readers to be discerning too, to test whether the false prophets and the spirits behind them were from God. We learned early on in our series in 1 John that there were many false teachers and prophets teaching uh, in the early time of the early church that Jesus only appeared to be human, but in fact was not. They denied the incarnation, God becoming human, but remaining God. Were they right? Was this the truth? Was what the church founding apostles were saying? How could the early believers test their teaching and the spirit behind it? Verse two that we read says this. This is how you can recognise the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not. From God. Jesus also warned his followers against false prophets. He told them, Be on your guard. He wanted them to be discerning. And he was very angry with the false teachers and prophets who led his sheep astray. Today, people like Jesus the teacher, they like Jesus the revolutionary, Jesus the loving, but not the Jesus who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. Except through me. John 14:6. There are many religions today who include Jesus in their teachings and may even hold him as a prophet but deny his deity. And they appear very spiritual, spiritual teachings, but these religions and the teachings are not from God. And we need to be discerning about teaching that seems spiritual but comes from a root, a spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. John says that our acknowledgement, our confession, our belief in Jesus, that he is God in the flesh, our believing in his eternal deity and his historical humanity shows that we have the spirit of God and that we are from God. So we need to test We need discernment. And next, we see that we need to overcome. In verse 4, John writes, You, dear children, are from God and overcome them and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. You are from God, dear children. You are from God. John now addresses God's people as dear children who are from God, not just friends, as he did a few verses earlier, but children of God. Mosaic Church, you are dear children. You are from God. An encouragement. We are from him, we're of him, we're his children. But notice he doesn't address them as dear overcomers or dear victors. He reminds them that they are children of God, children who overcome. And I think he does this because we don't overcome by our superior wisdom. We don't overcome by our own strength or our intellect, but we overcome by the spirit. Children are not strong. They're not discerning and are weak and need a lot of help. We are children of God, too. And we overcome. We are victorious over the lies of the enemy through the superior strength of the one who is in us. The one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. This must be referring to the spirit of truth. It says in verse six, the Holy Spirit. And in 1 John 2, 20 and 27 that we read a few weeks ago, it refers to the anointing which remains in you. God's empowering presence, the Holy Spirit. And although the spirit of the world, the evil spirit, we could say, is is powerful, the Holy Spirit is greater. And through his power and illumination, all false teaching may be overcome. We overcome the false prophets, the teachers and their wrong teaching and the lies through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to discern with the Holy Spirit's help the lies that We hear and that set themselves up against God and His kingdom. Because if we listen to the words, the world's viewpoint, if we continually just receive what they say, like it says in 1 John 4 5, they are from the world and therefore speak the viewpoint of the world. If we just listen to the viewpoint of the world and begin to believe that instead of the truth about God and ourselves, we will flounder, we will sink, we need to overcome. By the power of the one who is greater than any other power. One of the outcomes of lockdown might be that you, or might be or probably be, that you have noticed a few issues uh, presenting themselves, to use a better phrase, behaviours or thoughts or emotions that are coming to the surface that may be being hidden before lockdown. Being in the fire and the pressure and the challenges of what we've been going through kind of exposes the cracks and the weakness, the, the dross that's there. And recognising these things is is very important and the first important step to seeing change and transformation and to overcoming. And this recognition of things that are going on in our lives is part of our uh, change, circle of change and our step in, step out tool that we often teach on and use at Mosaic. It's the first thing we need to do is recognise when things are happening, thoughts, actions, behaviours and emotions that are kind of presenting themselves. And um, we want to overcome them. But we to do that, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to show us the lies we are believing about ourselves and about God and to show us the truth about me what God says about me and God, and give us the power to live and to feel and to act in light of the truth. So discerning or recognising these things that are going on is the first step on this cycle. Recognise and to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is behind these things, what might lie behind those actions, those thoughts, those behaviours, that often lies of the enemy, lies, things that are not true about God or about you. What are some of the issues or behaviours, emotions, or thoughts that have been coming up for you? Imagine that. You've probably already been thinking of a few. I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what might be behind those? To step in that we talk about. Why do I think or feel or do that? What are the lies I'm believing about myself? What are the lies I'm believing about God? To ask God to for discernment, to understand, to realize what those lies are, and then to step out to ask and to ask God to show you the truth about God, the truth about me. What does this mean for how I can think and feel and act and how do I live in the light of this truth? It's a process by which we can change. We recognise, we respond emotionally, we repent and forgive, we renounce and announce, we renounce the lies and announce the truth and we receive and believe the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a little model to help us change, to grow. But we need the Holy Spirit to show us, to give us discernment, to help us understand what is going on, to discern the lies. My personal lockdown, hidden things that have been stirring up, I've, I've, I've felt some loss of heart, some, I've look, kind of lost some of the desires i once had and i've got a bit jaded a bit a bit faded and not cynicism but a little bit of cynical attitude to things that's created a bit of a numbness to life and i find myself settling for less disengaging coasting and i i don't know whether you have found some of that i think it's it's been quite common i've Heard it a a few times. And not just in lockdown, but a bit before that kind of disengaging and coasting and not living promises and faith and prayer and eager to meet with others and eager to see God move and change in my life and family, just backing off. And Paul Miller writes in his book, A Praying Life, many Christians stand at the edge of cynicism, struggling with a defeated weariness. Their spirits have begun to deaden. But unlike the cynic, the real cynic, they have not lost hope. So we're still believing, still believe in God, still go to church. But underneath there can be this edge of cynicism and a bit of defeated weariness, a bit of tiredness. And... uh, I've felt this, I've experienced these these feelings and I've needed to recognise the lies, recognise and refute the lies that things won't change, that the changes that I long to see in my life and they're never going to happen. I've been married 25 years in August the 19th and I'm still making the same mistakes. I'm still trying to fix things and, and Provide answers instead of listening, Julie. Come on, such a doofus. A a will change happen? And we begin to start to believe it's never going to change. I'm just stuck. We need to hear the truth. We need to hear the words of Jesus. Take heart. I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. He says that in John sixteen thirty three. We need to discern the lies that undermine Jesus' authority and lordship in our lives. Otherwise, we can end up living and talking in a way that does not line up with God's truth and his greatness and that we are more than conquerors through him or strengthens us. I want to finish with an illustration, the magnifying glass. Remember those school science or geography field trips when you're sent into the woods or the playground if you didn't have woods and with a magnifying glass and a quadrant to count the numbers of insects or uh, flora and fauna and vegetation for reasons I can't quite remember. And those magnifying glasses were used to count, discern, to, to, to see the different counts of creepy crawlies and plant species, but they're also used to try and set fire to the grass or someone's shirt collar while they weren't looking. Magnification and firepower. Discernment and power. It's an illustration of the the Holy Spirit in our life. He is both the one who helps us discern, the one and the one who gives us power. He is both the spirit of truth and power. Dear children, Mosaic Church, dear children of God, you have the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth and power dwelling in you. Remind yourselves daily that the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Discernment and power through the Holy Spirit. Test and overcome. John tells us we need discernment and power to overcome the lies of the enemy. Both. Come through the Holy Spirit, who the Father has given us through our faith in Jesus, the Son, God made flesh. Amen.